to Marketing Management and Money. I'm your host, Ryan Owens. I'm your host, Ryan Murray. So this week, we're going to be talking about a little bit of a controversial issue between you and myself. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, this isn't controversial in the sense that, you know, we're not talking yeah. about like politics or religion <laughs> here. You just, you and I just have different opinions we, on this topic we or see different the, outlooks on Yeah, we see this different and, and we approach it differently. Right. So this was a topic that was handed to us. Uh, it was about branding and in specific to uh, a vis- that branding is a visual identity. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is where it gets interesting though, because I distinctly disagree that branding is simply visual. Uh, see, I, and, and I have a problem with a brand in and of itself because I say small businesses don't have a brand. They have a reputation. And, yeah. And so when a small business gets hung up on, Oh, what's my brand? What's my brand? I'm just like, it doesn't even exist. Why, why are you worrying about that? Yeah. See, and, and branding to me starts from day one. It may not be mm. specifically intentional throughout the entire process, but you're definitely working on creating that, whether you know it or not. Uh, all right. Where do you want to start? Do you want to okay. start with day one, like you're yeah. suggesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. or do you want to start, start with the logo? Because the logo is where <laughs> everyone wants to go. Ugh. We can start with the logo. Let's okay. start with the logo. Okay. Let's start with the logo. This is about our listeners, right? So everyone wants to have their logo for their business. My opinion it doesn't matter that much. And I agree to some extent on this piece. So I think your logo def- definitely does matter. It, it conveys, it can convey the message of who, who you are as a company, whether you're a small business or whether you're a big business, it's the same as titling your company properly. Now, <sighs> I, I think that it is, it isn't like, it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be all encompassing. It doesn't need to be exactly dialed in because brands shift and change a little bit. Like you look at the Coke logo and there've been different elements about that. Pepsi logo has shifted. Yeah, you know but, what I mean? But, but Coke has stayed essentially the same since the 19, what, 20s, sure. 30s and 40s was For kind sure. of where they established their logo. And, right. and it hasn't changed much since okay. then. But here's the kicker though, is they established this name Coca-Cola. Okay. And maybe this is a bad example because Coca-Cola was established for a reason, right? Right. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but since I'm disagreeing with you, uh, you sure. can go you can okay. keep going so, with a bad example. Okay. Oh, fine. Whatever. I'll make it right. <laughs> <laughs> so they they create this brand, right? Uh they create this name and was it perfect? Did anybody know what this company did? No. They definitely didn't. But they stuck with it and developed that it's a that around this sense that it's a cola right and so mm-hmm. the same thing with your business if you are in the fabrication industry say you're you're a, a metal fabricator you make cr- custom parts for i don't know uh utvs atvs that kind okay. of thing okay. so if that's what you do and you name your company mr giggles like <laughs> But that's, there's no attachment there. And so there has to be some element of beginning to develop this brand of who you are as a company. Okay. So one of the strongest brands in the world today is Nike, which is spelled Nike. And it's a little swoosh. Yeah. And the point that I'm making is it has nothing to do with their name because truthfully, their name is goofy. 
<laughs> if you think about it, Nike, what does that mean? The only reason why we think it's cool is because we've been conditioned through their marketing over decades to think it's cool. I mean, they have put their brand on uh, some pretty big names sure. over the years. Sure. And so we associate with those names and we think, oh, because that name is big, I think that that brand is now cool. But if you take the brand in and of itself, the name is Goofy and the swoosh is nothing more than a swoosh. I see a lot of small businesses who they want to be the next Nike and they spend all this time trying to figure out what's the perfect name and what's the perfect logo. Sure. And I see just as many businesses go out of business with beautiful logos as I do with crappy sure. logos. Sure. I, you can get as creative as you want with a logo. That's not going to change whether you're successful or not as a business. I'm totally going to disagree with you on the Nike piece, though. Okay. Nike is comes from mythology, right? Uh, it's a Greek. It comes from the ancient Greek religion. I'm looking this on Wikipedia <laughs> yeah. right now. The, the absolute end-all, be-all source of information, right? So I had, to, I had to refresh myself a little bit. But... Uh, Nike is a Greek goddess who personified speed, strength, and victory. So speed, that's what they did was shoes, right? And so, and, and in specific, they started out doing um, track and field shoes, if I, if I recall correctly. I and so, it, so. Was, it, was highly, yeah. it was highly relevant to their business. So it wasn't just some random obscure name. Sure, but nobody knew that until Wikipedia came along. Uh, Again, I disagree back, with you. This back is, in the 80s when they first <laughs> came out, no one was thinking, oh, is that a Greek goddess of shoes? Mm, actually, Nike was founded in 1964. Oh, <laughs> now you're just trying to be obstinate. A little bit. I think I'm going to pull up Wikipedia okay, too. Do it. Go ahead. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> so, okay, let's bring this back for our listeners. Sure. The relevance of the logo. Here's a couple things I think we can agree upon. You do need to have a professional-looking logo. I've Definitely. seen several oh, logos that are just hand-drawn. Oh, my nephew, he, you know, he took a semester in high school of drawing, and so he's gonna and and it just it looks cheap, it looks cheesy, yeah. And and so I think we're gonna agree that you can't do that. So you right. you have to have it professional. Yeah. And honestly, you can get a professional logo for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. You yeah, know. definitely. You can get concepts on Fiverr. You know, you don't have to go with anything specific with one of those, but get concepts and then find somebody that you trust. And maybe you find somebody on Fiverr that, that oh, has yeah. provided quality work and, and you could trust them, but find somebody with quality work that you can trust to produce an excellent result. Most of us aren't graphic designers. Don't think that you are. Don't right. think that you should have the end say in this necessarily <laughs> in terms of the aesthetic of it. Sure. Approve the concept. But let the professionals do their job. Yeah. So I want to go back to your metal fabrication example. Okay. And here's what I'm going with. Okay. So you were kind of going off on the name of the metal fabricator and you're just like, I forget what you even called it. Giggles, Mr. Mr. Giggles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've got Mr. Giggles metal fabrication. Hey, by the way, if anyone out there oh, just happens to be Mr. Giggles metal fabrication, please submit that. And like, we're going to give oh, you, uh, you know, free subscription to all of our content for life. Cause yeah. that would just be great. Uh, seriously. But in that instance, this is what I'm looking at. I'm Googling this right now, by the way. <laughs> it doesn't exist. In that <laughs> instance, 
I guarantee you that working with that small business, I care more about the quality of that product and whether it's actually going to hold on my ATV. Right. Because if I'm out in, you know, on a trail, I'm I'm 10 miles right. out and all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm falling apart. Yeah. And so Honestly, do I care so much what your name was? No, right. I care what your reputation of quality was. And <laughs> right. most of the time, I don't even know what your name was. But that's was. part of the brand. That, <sighs> that reputation is part of the brand. If you, if you, I mean, we've talked about the marketing it, triangle. If you pride yourself on your quality and innovation, which is, or I mean, even if you just focus on the element of quality, that's part of who you are as a company. That's part of your brand. See, and I think that becomes part of your brand. I think you you grow into a brand. It's it's sort of like, you know, the small business is the little baby, and then you become a toddler, and then you become, you know, a small child and a teenager. And it's not for a while that you actually become a mature adult. And and yeah. I, I look at business that way, and I look at branding that way, and I say, you know what? Until you've reached maturity you're not, you don't have any branding. It, it really doesn't matter that much. Ah, see, and I, I again, uh, <laughs> nature versus nurture right now. If, you know, you're, if you are born with inherent characteristics, so my son, uh, I see so much of my son uh, or so much of myself in my son. Uh, Poor kid. I know, right? Little <laughs> sucker. Uh, he's got a rough life. Ahead of him. <laughs> um, so, no, I see so much of myself and my son. Um, and that being said, you know, yeah, granted, I grew up and I shifted and I evolved into maturity, uh, but I'm essentially still that little boy or that little boy is still definitely part of who I am. And my son will go through the same process with those inherent characteristics and traits, whether he's conditioned that way or not. So same thing with our small business, it grows and it matures, but it's still founded in, in uh, what, what it started as. So, for example, I'm working with a company where they were founded in uh, very much this entrepreneurial, innovation-rich, high-quality sort of environment. And as they've grown through the years, there, there are evidences of them shifting, right, mm -hmm. as them growing into new ways to innovate, into new ways to provide quality, into um, new ways to connect to their roots, uh, who they started out as. And yet that very much still remains. I think that's a great example. That very much still remains their core brand even today. And they'll continue on growing in but, the future, but that'll still be a solid core of who they are. And how many iterations of their logo did they go through during that process? There have been several. I mean, they, they. I mean, it's still basically the same thing, just like the Starbucks logo. It changed a few years back, and nobody even noticed, uh -huh. right? But it was an iteration, and they're a huge company. Sure, sure. Okay, so let's. I. I, I don't want to get too much into <laughs> uh, into semantics here, okay. but I do have a question for you. Sure. A, a two part question. Part number one. How important is my color scheme? And part number two, how important is my name? I want to start color scheme first because I think that's going to be a little bit of a shorter conversation because as soon as we get to name, we're going to be back to disagree. <laughs> uh, 
I think it's my personal belief that color scheme generally doesn't matter unless there are specific uh, elements to the industry that you're in, your, the specific elements to your target market that dictate that your color scheme should be in a certain direction, not necessarily exactly what it should be. But for example, if I, um, I actually had, uh, I came across, I was driving down the road and I saw this, uh, intersection. There was a, a street sign there and it was on the corner of, um, Cedar and Sage. And I was like, man, that is a banging name <laughs> for a company, Cedar and Sage. And I'm like, that would be a great, like, uh, aesthetics or spa type mm-hmm. company. Google it. And, and they're getting a massive shout out right now because that's exactly what it was. And it was this like high quality, um, spa type deal. I don't, I don't remember exactly what they did, but in that instance, if they have like, um, blazing fire truck red, uh, it just doesn't match right, the industry. Yeah, and so, yeah. I mean, yeah, to some extent you need to be, it's kind of dictated by the industry that you're going in. Um, but if you're a creative person at all, you'll kind of get that. See, and, and you know, immediately my mind thought of the breast cancer awareness campaigns that are all in pink. Yeah. And it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And it fits very well. And when you see these big burly dudes with, you know, full on beards and, yeah. and, and they're like, uh, you know, a shredded 220 pounds and they're wearing a pink t-shirt, it makes a statement. You know, it's a pretty strong, powerful statement that, hey, it's like there's some support here, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so so I, I, I get that. Uh, I, I think that uh, what I would like to throw out for color schemes, because I see a lot of people get hung up on color schemes, and it's like, you know, pick something that is appropriate for your industry. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think color standards are more important than color schemes. Yes, I'm, I wholeheartedly agree. So – what I mean by oh, color gosh, standards yeah. wholeheartedly is, is and, and I am not, not going to put up a fight at all. <laughs> uh, Thank I, you. You know, I, I am not a graphic designer here and there's probably going to be some graphic designers listening who are just like, Oh, you're slaughtering this. But for, for those people, you know, starting out in business or honestly, I've worked with, you know, a decade old company that still had, you know, in fact, the the last company that I went in and did a uh, did a color standard, uh, you know, revamp for, they had been around for 31 years and still were using different shades of blue. And so what we mean by color standard is you use the actual codes, uh, the uh, CMYK, Pantone. Yes. Pick a standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick to it. Yeah. So so you use the 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 codes, you've got the hexadecimal for your uh, for your website, the CMYK for your print, you know. And yeah. so get with someone who understands that and get your code broken down so that you know exactly what you're going by. Don't right. do it by sight <laughs> and and don't think for a second that your computer screen is sh- is showing the same rendering of a color as the computer screen that you just yeah. emailed your logo to. Right. Uh, you know, exactly. You use the codes, get those codes saved in your company documentation. Yeah. Have a color standard. Yeah. And and as part of that color standard, uh, I was recently working with a company that did have one and it was great. It was it was it was very good. 
However, they they had this concern of they didn't feel like they had enough variation in their color scheme. I think they only had three colors that they were playing with. Oh, beautiful. But they and in terms of like packaging and some other things, they just didn't feel like they had a robust enough variety to okay. cover the full gamut of print and web and all the other things. So um, it's okay to be very careful and decisive. I'm going to caveat it with that. Be very, be very particular and critical of adding any colors to your color scheme, but it's okay to when it's necessary. So, okay. Now we're back to disagreeing. (laughs) (laughs) I, I feel that if you do not have a professional graphic designer on your team, three colors is your max. Sure. I can, and, I can go with that. Oh, okay. So maybe we aren't disagreeing here. If you are going to go beyond three colors, you better have a professional yeah. graphic designer helping you navigate mm-hmm. those additional colors because yeah. you start creating just this palette of puke. Mm-hmm. And yeah, somebody that understands how all these these colors, different families and... And, and, and what's a highlight and what's a primary, what's a yeah. secondary. I yeah. mean, there there's a lot to it. And... Honestly, a good graphic designer is totally worth their salt. And, you know, definitely. So you don't have to have them in house. If you're not big enough to have an in house graphic designer, again, you can outsource your graphic design. And with today's technology, they can live, you know, across the United States and it doesn't matter. You know, they can live in Mozambique. It doesn't matter. You know, you, you, but, but have that person, that professional who can put those standards in place. So, yeah, we, we beat I, this down. Let's move on. Okay. <clears throat> Naming. Every single... I, I don't even think I have an exception to this. So I had hundreds of businesses come in and want me to help them with the startup phase. Okay. And their top concern is always, what should they name? And I had so many people come in and they're just like, uh, so, you know, I want to do a, a tow trucking business and I'm going to call it Totally Toes. You know, or... That was made up. Okay. <laughs> but it's on par with Mr. Bubbles, by the way. But Metal they, Fab right they, next to they, <laughs> Mr. Bubbles. But uh, they, uh, if they, anybody out there is named Mr. Toast and they're was, right next to Mr. Bubbles, it was totally toast. Totally Come toast. On. I apologize. Totally toast and next Mr. to Mr. Giggles. Bubbles or Giggles. You're messing Thank this you. all. See, that's why I'm saying a name doesn't matter because you can't even remember what the name is. And these were some pretty distinct names. But everyone always worried about what their name was going to be. And I look at it and I'm just like, who cares? In fact, I would argue that on your name, Big deal. Your URL, so the web address, I think that matters because yeah. you want something that people can find. But yeah. the actual name, yeah, I don't know that it matters that much. Yeah, I am actually inclined to agree. Oh, <laughs> to some extent, again, right? Uh, pick something, right? Pick something and move on. It doesn't have to be perfect, but come up with something that's okay. That's good. And move on. I think web address matters infinitely more. So did I just hear that right? This, the person who, how long did we take on uh, your naming convention? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're not even going there. (laughs) Yeah. 
at least you learned your lesson, I guess. But so I, I guess let me kind of just put a couple, a couple caveats, and and we've hit these before, but let's reiterate them for the naming convention. One is it's got to be professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be indicative of what you do, and so professional doesn't always mean serious. Yeah. You know, if you are a stand-up comedian, Mr. Giggles works, you know, or Does okay, if you're a clown. Maybe for your stand-up comedy. <laughs> Cuz we're all going to be laughing at you. If if you're a birthday party clown, you can be called Mr. Giggles. Okay. All right? So there there's there's different environments that work with different names. So you need to, you know, you need to make sense, but don't get too hung up. And the other thing I personally, I think that the goofy spellings are just bad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like, just spell it correctly. You know, it, in yeah. in some rare instances, it's kind of. Cl- I don't even know if I want to go there. Mm. Like the, the the goofy spellings, like using a V instead of a U. Yeah, just like yeah. Nordic. I don't know. Don't do that stuff. It's you know, it's confusing to your customers. Right, where, where 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 something would would be spelled normally, like you see it a lot with the Q, and they'll do like the you know quick is spelled K W I K, and I yeah, feel I like, just cringed oh, uh, inside. No. Yeah, and and it just adds confusion if they're trying to find you, and so yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, I you know I I've never been a fan of that, but that's that's kind of opinion yeah. because you could argue. For for that, I agree. I was just gonna say, I think it can make your business name memorable. Note, maybe not notable, memorable to some regard. But I, I don't know. I would also argue that with with the amount of um, memorabilia, mem, memorableness <laughs> that that brings, the impression it makes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Whether or not that's worth the confusion that it brings, I I don't think it is. Yeah. So let, let me I'm I'm gonna wrap up with with kind of a funny story. When I was in my MBA program, we were working on a, a fictitious project, and we were supposed to create this low end hotel. And our idea was, well, when people go to national parks, a lot of times they don't want to stay in you know this fancy place. They just need a place to stay where they can spend the night, but they're going to spend the whole day out of the national park, hiking and seeing wildlife or, you know, whatever they're doing. And bugs are us. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Not exactly. So we decided to come up with this name, a place to stay. And it was just a place to stay. And I thought, I'm like, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. And, you know, it was this team project because for some reason in your MBA program, everything has to be a team project. So one of the guys on our team decides that he's going to spell a place to stay as goofy as possible. So first oh off, gosh. he got rid of all the spaces and he uh, made it one, one long no. word. And then he swapped out every letter that sounds this, so like the CE on place was now an S. And A was yeah. A Y, and and you looked at it, and everyone's like staring at it, and they're like, uh, "What is that?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a place to stay." And he thought he was hilarious, and it was just annoying. Oh yeah, and and so maybe I'm on a pet peeve right here. Maybe I, you know, have this scarred in my memory. But keep your name, just you know, make it something understandable, memorable, understandable, yeah, easy, straightforward. Yeah. 
know? Yeah. So yeah, I just learned something before we wrap up here. I just learned something. If I, if I want you to agree with me, I just need to shut up and let you talk. <laughs> Cause I agree with all that. So, well, at least we can end on an agreeable note. <laughs> this has been a fun conversation yeah. and there's our two cents on branding.